It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome back. It's uh, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and Brady. We'll have a, a special guest as we begin officially begin our coverage of football and uh, Marine City Cardinal Mooney head coach Dan Killian will join us. It won't be his first game as a head coach on opening day, but this will be his first full season as head coach at uh, Mooney and we're excited about it because uh, the Mooney program has kind of turned it around the last uh, few years and uh, they a lot of big milestones last year, and they're hoping to continue it, and we'll get to that conversation in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. It's as healthy as the program has been in a long time, uh, about 15, 20 years since the Mooney program has been this healthy. Hoping to keep it going, but yeah, Dennis, I know it's mid-ish July, and well, we got to start now to get every coach in, <laughs> otherwise we're going to be scrambling and leaving someone out. So I'm excited to get get to this point um i know i enjoy summer but i always get excited when we start talking to the football coaches oh, absolutely so let's start talking some football in uh, just a moment every piece of land has a story written by those who work it like the nelsons who cruise around their ranch on a john deere gator xuv 835r with 3,000 acres there's plenty of work to do it's all about efficiency that's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations we wouldn't be in ranching without the gator run with us on a gator xuv 835r and start telling your story Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into tp logos you will find something you love for your local team if they don't have what you like they'll custom make something just for you that's tp logos at 901 michigan avenue in marysville mattress king has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years with locations in port huron richmond lapeer chesterfield and hall road they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs mattress king carries all the top brands such as serta stearns and foster sealy eye comfort and tempurpedic not only do they have the best prices and and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews. They also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Paraclean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Duraclean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Duraclean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello. 
This is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, welcome aboard. This is uh, When Mike McAndrews comes in to do a show, I always wear my Bishop Foley shirt. Yes. Um, but uh, today I, I thought we'd give uh, Coach Dan Killian a break from that. Uh, plus – you guys will only play them if if it's a rematch uh, in the prep bowl, which I wouldn't mind. Us either. <laughs> so welcome aboard and uh, congratulations on becoming the uh, new head coach at uh, Cardinal Money. How was that? Were you expecting it? Was it unexpected? Like, kind of take us through that process. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and, and making time to talk cardamone football we appreciate everything you guys do for our team in the area uh yeah it was a little bit of a surprise you know obviously a lot of times when you have a new head coach it's because the program isn't doing so well you're looking to go in a new direction certainly not the case uh the last few years with cardamone football and so uh when coach Cannell retired uh we had a search open for it and i put my name in certainly wasn't something that i thought was a guarantee but i'm glad they went the way they did happy to be here so you are Mooney through and through. Let everyone know about, I mean, just how deep the Mooney roots run in you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, you know, Mooney, Mooney born and raised. Uh, you know, I graduated from Cardinal Mooney. I played football at Cardinal Mooney. I played for Mike McAndrews in basketball. Um, certainly, So did everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I've been there since the early 90s, and uh, I've stayed in touch ever since. I came back to work at Cardinal Mooney in 2016. I've been... A football coach there ever since and yeah Cardinal Mooney football Cardinal Mooney any sport to me is is the most important thing going on at the moment so I'm I'm definitely a, a lifer uh and you've been on the, the the staff what was your job under coach Cannell yeah so I was the uh special teams coordinator and then just the go-to person for everything else that needed to be done randomly uh so you know I think coach Cannell for a long time was was helping me to kind of learn what it takes to be a head coach I've certainly learned more over the last three months than I did over the last six years. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, there, it certainly takes a lot of stuff. And special teams, quarterbacks, and uh, defensive backs is what I did on a day-to-day. Well, I, I know on special teams you had a couple of special guys returning mm. kicks the last two years with Hazen later and Rice before that. That's got to be fun to just say, hey, stand there, catch the ball, and do your thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always great when they make you look good, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot that goes to it. If they kick the ball to you, great. If they kick the ball to you, Great. If not, we're going to have great field positions. So, no, it's it's a wonderful thing to have. So you said you came back and started being an assistant in 2016, correct? Those first three years were rough. Um, the Mooney program has not been rebuilt in a day. 
Uh, what did it take when, when Coach Cannell came in? He even said that first year was a little rough, you know, put, putting the foundation down. But what did he and your, you and your entire staff do to help get it to the point where it is today where now we're talking about, hey, can Mooney go to a second straight prep bowl, make the playoffs for a third year in a row? What was that building process like from winning one game a year to now talking about winning district titles and winning prep bowls? Yeah, I think any coach will tell you it's about building relationships, right? Uh, and when Coach Cannell came in, that was a major focal point. Uh, as you guys know, we have athletes in the building. We had athletes in the building in 2016, mm-hmm. 17, 18. We were not winning. It wasn't something that people were really excited to go, I'm going to go play Carter Mooney football. Um, to Coach Cannell's credit, the first year he coached our team, he also coached JV basketball to build those relationships, to be around those kids every day, not talking football, mm-hmm. talking basketball. Uh, I was in the building. I was talking to these kids, building relationships with the younger kids. Uh, and I, I give a lot of credit to the players as well. There was a, a couple guys that made that step across the barrier, right? Larry Dallas came in as a freshman, wanted to play football. Kevin Everhart was a kid that was a basketball guy, said, you know what? I like football. I used to play football. I'm going to help this team. And once mm-hmm. you start getting a couple – we start getting a couple wins. Then people go, well, Friday night lights look a little bit of fun, right? Then they want to come out. And, and that program just builds itself. So it's all about the relationships. And, and now we've, we've seen the success of that. Uh, I'll say uh, that you had a stretch last year, and it was actually most of it was during your league. You, you had a, a six-game stretch where you gave up 15 points and had four shutouts, which had never been done in Mooney football in a season. Absolutely. And a lot of that goes to our defensive coordinator, Matt McDonald, who does an unbelievable job and also has been at Mooney since 2015 before me. So he also went through all those growing pains. Um, A big reason of of why I I took this position was to be able to keep the staff all together. Right. Mm. Uh, We get almost everybody back and our offensive coordinator, Scott Uplegger, does a great job. Our defense coordinator, Matt McDonald, does a great job. and that defense was was fairly young. We had three sophomore linebackers. Right. Um, so obviously they're all back. We got a lot of D linemen back. Two of our corners are back. So there's a lot to be had there. But yeah, that was a, a wonderful run, and we hope to continue that type of defense. One and, thing you said about Friday night lights becoming more attractive. I think the one moment I think Dennis went to a practice, and Coach Cannell said, "Yeah, I had three kids come. This is like week three in the season." Three, four kids come and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. Seeing what after you won your first two games convincingly and you're getting a lot of the student body there and realizing how much fun and how successful you can be playing football, was that kind of like a checkpoint? Like a, not you've arrived, but you've at least established that, hey, this isn't just a formality in the fall. This is actually something you can do and be successful with. Absolutely. I think – the 2021 season was probably where we got to see a lot of that. We started turning the corner in 2020, obviously a COVID season. Um, we lost a lot of traction there, couldn't have a lot of fans. Right. And you missed, what, two games that year, right? Three games. And then we got – Right. We had a COVID contact, so then we had to forfeit two more. Yeah. Um, so we had a very short season. Um, so when you come in in 2021 and you see we're putting up points, we're scoring 40 points a game, um, people want to be part of that. They see the excitement, people high-fiving on the sidelines – um, that, that brings more people to the program. You know, um, for me, the, the big turning point, in 2021, you guys were 4-1 and one through September, and you opened October with Everest, and they blew you out. 
and I came to the the practice the next day because we were going to do your game against Cabrini, uh, and I wanted to get an interview of Coach Cannell. And the thing that he said to me during that interview was, we talked to the kids and we said, you have to make a decision at some point. Do you want to play for league titles or do you want to be everybody's homecoming game? Mm-hmm. You know, and from that point on, you guys won three of your last four games that year. The playoff game was a heartbreaker. You should have won that. You were winning the whole game. Uh, and then you had last season where you won eight games. So, I mean, you guys have been playing really good football kind of since that Everest game. Yeah, I love listening to your guys' show, but you always bring up these heartbreaking moments. I have to relive them every time. Um, Yes, that was a turning point. And I think, like everything else, expectations get changed, right? We Mm -hmm. have expectations again this year. Everything gets ramped up. And so once you start beating certain teams, now you got to get over the next hump. And obviously Everest was that next hump for us uh, and still is to a lot of degrees. So um, as the seasons go, you know, we try not to talk about prep bowl championships in 18 19 last year we brought it up right we have a chance we should be in the prep bowl and we were able to make that Um, now that's the standard how do we get back there how do we get back to a district final Uh, how do we win our first district championship ever cardamuni has never won one Um, those are now the expectations that we hold ourselves to well, and I think part of that is shedding all these never have, haven't done it in forever. We never beat uh, Sh- Everest. We haven't beat Shrine since Mike McAndrews was in high school. And all these things about just Mooney hasn't done X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, whatever, and you just slowly tear those down. So now the only thing, like you said, in front of you is making those deep playoff runs. And now the young kids see that it's possible. And we always talk about sometimes you get a mental block in some rivalry games or something. Young, younger kids now see, hey, you beat Everest. You went to the prep bowl. It's not something that you talk about and they're walking the halls and they go, oh, that was a long time ago. How much does that help just shedding all these, I guess, negative connotations or negative streaks with Cardinal Mooney? Yeah, you guys talk a lot about turning points and, and where we came along. To me, the a huge one was in 2020. Uh, we beat Lakes seven to two. And if you look at the years before that, we had never won a league game since we came back from eight man. Um, and getting that off the back, right? Even the year before 2019, we were four and five, four wins outside the league, five league losses, and mostly bad. Um, so getting that off our back, and then coming back in in 21 and trying to get those off our back, and then last year finally getting Everest. Um, those are all things that are really propelling us forward. And, and like you said, now we just got playoff runs that we got to try to get off our back. That first Everest uh, game, that was a great game. Uh, and that was during that stretch where you guys were playing great defense. They scored the goofiest touchdown I've ever seen, or you would have had a fifth shutout during that run. It was just a weird play. I was trying to describe it on the radio and it, or, or on the pod, you know, on the stream. And it was just weird. Yeah, I remember what exactly we talked about. It was a, a, a pass where we kind of flushed the quarterback, and he kind of threw up a prayer, and our linebacker tipped it, and then their receiver tipped it to another guy who was, like, laying on the ground and just kind of caught it. There was a lot of weird stuff that happened in that game, um, but I'll take that outcome anytime. so we'll, oh, yeah. we'll live with it. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, you're going to lose Brendan Hazen later. And I haven't. Is that was he a player? I don't <laughs> don't know the yeah, name. Yeah, I, I know nobody knows that name or anything. But he he was kind of Superman. You cannot replace Brendan Hazen leader. There's 
the person, the player. Um, you want to talk about another turning point? Uh, Carter Mooney was building and building, and then he strapped a rocket ship to our program. Um, he's an unbelievable player, an unbelievable leader. It's always great when your leader is the hardest worker, and mm -hmm. you're not going to outwork Brendan Hazen later. I don't care what room he's in. Um, yes, that's good. he's going to be hard to replace, but that whole senior class is going to be hard to replace. Um, you look at a kid like Ryan Trombley, who was our wide receiver, tight end, outside linebacker, corner, kicker, punter. I mean, i got to replace six positions with him, right? <laughs> um, you've got Drew Davidevich, who was a two-year starter on the line, Joe Sabatini, another great lineman, Kyle Miyake, Cole Tight. I mean, we're losing a lot, but the, the great thing is we're bringing back a ton more. I have 15 seniors. Um, in 2016, we had 17 players, <laughs> freshmen to senior, right? So um, we, we bring a lot back, and I think that's going to help a lot. I think Brendan Hazelinder is going to play a big role in this team as well because I think there's a chip on everyone's shoulder right. um, of, hey, we're pretty good too, right? Well, it does remind me it was before I was at Wayne State, but the year after Joyke Bell left Wayne State, the record actually got better. They went not. They went eight and three his senior year, and then everyone went, "Okay, well, Joyke left. Now you're going to have a bad season. Whatever. What are you going to do?" And they all love Joyke, but it kind of pissed them off because they're going, "We we were more than just one. He, granted, incredible player, one of the best players to ever wear a Wayne State uniform, but there was a lot more talent there. And I kind of see the the similarities here with that. Where yeah, Brendan might be the best. Mooney football player ever but you still have a lot coming back and I think we can talk about that a bit maybe in the next segment about all these guys coming back that before the show we were rattling off guys that showed flashes that can be really solid football players yeah I just uh, I can't end this segment though without talking about this kid just one more time <laughs> I know I know we just all during football season last year but he had like a thousand yards by week three we're thinking he he could crush state <laughs> records and, and do all sorts. And even when teams were keying on them, okay, so he stopped rushing for 300 yards a game. He was still getting like 175 a game when everybody knew he was getting the ball and they were, you know, there's 11 guys in the box trying to stop him. And you still can't. And I think something that doesn't get talked about enough with Brendan Hayes' leader is after week two, he had an inflamed knee. Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't even healthy the last seven weeks of the season, and he still was unstoppable. Um, like I said, 2,300 yards rushing, 30 touchdowns, 150 tackles. That's another thing. Right. He went and played in the East-West Shrine game, or East-West uh, Senior Bowl, and he played safety. He right. wasn't even a running back, and he had a couple pass breakups. Um, there's nothing the kid can't do. He's going to have an amazing career uh, at Siena Heights at the next level. They got an absolute steal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to see what I, I think it'll be sooner rather than later that he sees the field for them because I cannot. I still could not believe one GLIAC team didn't at least try to take a flyer on him. I was surprised, too, and, and I hope – you know, maybe down the road, maybe one will after they see what he can do. But well, I mean, he's got legs like tree trunks, and he makes cuts that are unbelievable. Absolutely, and, and maybe even harder to replace is what he does off the field. Because mm -hmm. again, pregame speeches, you know, at team dinner, he was he was another coach. He was the one getting the kids fired up, telling them what it means to him. I mean, in a lot of ways, he he willed that team, and uh, yeah, he's going to be sorely missed. And a good kid, because if I got a dollar for every time he came up and said thank you, you know, for covering us and much, I'd be a really rich man today. 
Absolutely. So, but time does move on, and there's it's not as if the cupboard is bare like we just talked about. Yeah, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the guys that uh, we think are going to be key players for Mooney this coming uh, season for Coach Killian, and we'll do that after the break. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five star reviews they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit once you get your mattress they offer free local delivery and all purchases $6.99 and up when you think sleep think mattress king preferred seamless gutters in emily city has been family owned and operated since 1997 in-house employees when you call preferred you get preferred at preferred they manufacture all components making them the warehouse this ensures prompt installation from preferred's well-trained and courteous staff serving st Clair, sanilac genesee and northern macomb counties give melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote no high pressure sales just great service from preferred seamless gutters in Imlay city call 800-964-6613 shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis Brady and Coach Dan Killian from uh, Marine City Cardinal Mooney Catholic. That football program has turned the corner the last uh, few years, and uh, Coach is looking to keep it going. Who are the guys that are going to help you stay on top? Well, one thing for me, it, it always starts with the offensive line, right? Those are the guys that get no love mm-hmm. and do all the work. So uh, we've got a great offensive line, a lot of seniors coming back. i got two senior captains, uh, Andrew Nasser and Brady Coons. Uh, those are my leaders, right? If we, can, if we can block well, we can do a lot of other stuff well. So expect big things from them. Uh, tight end Luke Bright, another senior captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be our probably our leading receiver for the year. Uh, and then obviously it all starts with, with the quarterback, right? Uh, we got quarterback Brian Everhart returning. I got another senior who's uh, Alex Gerard looking to, you know, maybe compete at that spot as well. And they're both uh, great receivers, so they're going to be making a mark somewhere. Um, Cam Spezia, our tailback, he kind of split the load with Brendan Hazenleader last year. He's going to be uh, a key figure for us, both offensive and defensive. Uh, and then same with uh, junior Avery Broll. He's our wing. Uh, basically our H-back and our starting middle linebacker. Um, this will be his third straight year as a starting middle linebacker for us and kind of the leader of our defense. So uh, He's a guy that I that I like, and I understand why he didn't get a lot of touches and things because you've had Hazen later and you had Trent Rice and Trombley was playing wide receiver a couple years ago, and Bright gets his one or two catches a game too, usually for a touchdown. Um, but he's a kid that I, – I, I'm going to enjoy seeing him be a little more involved on the offensive side. He is on the defense already, but because he's a kid that I I think he's got a lot of upside. Absolutely, and he's a kid that's also dedicated himself to the weight room in the in the summer. And he's a baseball kid, so he's traveling all around to tournaments. But he's making time. Uh, he's leading the weight room. He's doing awesome stuff. And I talked to him one day in the weight room. I said, "Do you like defense or offense better?" And he said. You know, I, I used to be defense, but I'm starting to like offense. I was like, yeah, that's how it always goes. <laughs> so I guess you brought up baseball, and this is kind of a two-part question because at Mooney, obviously this past year was a banner year among most your boy sports. I mean, prep bowl, final four in, in baseball, Catholic League cha- or final four in basketball, Catholic League champs in baseball, make another deep run in, in that as well. So it's got to be nice that these kids just it's success is the that's the that's the benchmark that doesn't matter what you do the goal is to be successful. But the flip side of that coin is you got three different directions pulling kids which is going to be good, but at the end in the summer there's only so much time in the day. How do you find that balance to hey I know I mean I know you have good relationships with the other coaches but still you always want them being, hey, come to the weight room, come do some football stuff, seven on seven. Then there's team camp, and obviously travel baseball is crazy right about now. Absolutely. No, it's like you said, you know, speaking about Mooney sports, we went to the prep bowl, we went mm-hmm. to the district final, and we might have been the worst boy sport <laughs> in the school because you didn't even talk about we had a state champion track runner. Yep. Our cross country team qualified for state for the first time as a team. I mean, everybody just did everything. Obviously, basketball and, and baseball is well known, but um, just an unbelievable year for boys sports. But um, that's what we expect at Cardinal Mooney. We know that if you're going to be a football player, you're going to play baseball, basketball, and everything else that you can. We have a couple kids, mostly kickers, but soccer and football during right. the fall. Um, so it's a great thing. It's a great problem to have. I would 
always want my kids competing rather than just sitting around and lifting weights once a day. Um, like you said, it's, it's all about the coaches working together. I'm fortunate enough to share an office with Mike McAndrews every day. Um, we work our schedules out all summer so that, okay, I know basketball's got this week, you know, make sure I got some time this next week to get some football kids in here. So, and like I said, it's always good to, you know, your linemen are lifting, but can they run? Can they move? So right. it's good to see them running up and down the basketball court, getting a little bit of exercise as well. Yeah, I was going to say, there are parts of basketball that will help a football player, Absolutely. especially like a lineman or a defensive end like goofball over here. Oh, yeah. I mean, the at least with the college coaches, I know the old cliche is that you want your skill position guys playing basketball and you want your big linemen wrestling or doing something a little more physical like that. Obviously, no wrestling, but uh, I think uh, Mike McAndrews keeps all the his basketball kids in pretty good shape. Absolutely. And he... You know, Mike McAndrews does some coaching as well, so he gives him he gives him used to being yelled at a little bit. Which is good. <laughs> so you can be good cop in the fall before bad cop comes in the winter. But um, back to the success part, it does seem like when you're in a school and you just find a way to win. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've heard us talk about some programs where it doesn't matter what you go play someone like Country Day in or Dakota. You just expect them to be good at it because of the – lettering on the front and I think Mooney's in the early stages of maybe trying to cement that where it doesn't matter if it's cross country it doesn't matter if it's baseball it doesn't matter if it's football we're going to be pretty darn good at whatever we come at you with yeah and and athletes are athletes right I Mm -hmm. mean and so when you've got kids coming to Carter Mooney because they want to play basketball because they want to play baseball they're going to find something to do in the fall and so Mm -hmm. it's just the fact that you know we have 170 kids in our school and 130 of them are two sport athletes and 150 of them are playing something. I right. mean, it's just that fact that these kids are, are here to compete and they, they want to be successful. You know, from 2014, just so people understand from 2014 to 2020, the program won 17 games and they've won 15 games the last two years. So that's why we're really excited about Cardinal Mooney football, because not only is it a big turnaround, but you've done it kind of quickly. Like, and, and I know it's a good class of athletes. So how do you sustain it when this group is through? Yeah, I think that's a, a big piece of this upcoming year. I think uh, Cardinal Mooney has, has something to prove, right? We've, we've had two years of success, a lot of it on the back of Brennan Hazen Leader. Now everyone's looking to go, is this a program now? Is right. this someone that's going to sustain year in and year out? I think, you know, we have, we have 15 seniors. I have 14 freshmen as well. And you look at 14 freshmen coming out to play football, it's because they've seen the success we've had, right? And if we have another successful year, can we get another 14 freshmen? And right. Now you've got a program. Now you've got year after year, you're going to have studs like that in, in the program. And so uh, this is a big year for us, and I think we've got a team that are, are ready to step up to that challenge, and we'll find out right away. Well, uh, we've already kind of touched on this. Everhart is an experienced quarterback but there's another guy, so it's always good to have competition. And either one of them that isn't playing quarterback can help you at another position. And then Spees is coming in at running back. I think he's a kid that understands he's not Brendan Hazen later, but he also is a kid that should rush for a 1,000 yards for you. Yeah, And absolutely. that can help you. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's going to be plenty of people to, to share the ball. Uh, especially in the backfield. Somebody else that we didn't talk about earlier, uh, another senior, George Zepp, who's a, a great pitcher for us. Um, 
he's going to come into the backfield this year. He's a kid that played at St. Clair, transferred over, uh, had a surgery last year, couldn't play football, so this will be his first year back. Um, we got Landon Ramalowski, who as a freshman was getting touches as a fullback. Um, so there's plenty of guys to take that load. Uh, Brian Everhart's going to you know, carry the ball quite a bit as well. So those 30 touches will be distributed evenly. So, Well, um, do you want, are, are we due for a break or can I get into the schedule? You, um, you, you tell me I what I was going to try do. to save the schedule for the last segment right. unless you had something for the last segment. All right, no, that's what, that's what I'm asking for. I didn't See know. See how if, prepared we if, are? If, if we had time for it, I was going to start. But if we don't, we can uh, we can take our final break because, oh, boy, do you have a doozy whopper of a couple uh, – first couple <laughs> of games to start off the season. But um, I think that's the sign of a program growing is when you start taking on those – big, big challenges, and you're not just happy beating teams that will end up going three and six and feeling good because you won by 50. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that. The, the first two weeks of the season are going to be very interesting. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 8 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back with uh, Cardinal Money football coach uh, Dan Killian kicking off our uh, coverage of uh, high school football. It'll actually get here quickly now. <laughs> yes. Yes, it will. Well, especially once we start going to a few seven-on-sevens and start getting the itch and everything. But before we know it, it'll be August 25th. And that is when the Pirates of Harbor Beach come down to East China Stadium to take on Cardinal Mooney. And talk about swinging for the fences early. Harbor Beach, a, a team that is routinely in the GTC's conversation. Routinely, it's either them or Ubley that comes out of the thumb and seems like they're playing for a regional title every year, whoever wins that game. That is going to be a great litmus test early to see what Mooney might be in 2023. Yeah, we have so much respect for Coach Shelke and everything that they're doing out in Harbor Beach. Um, And like we said, if we're going to have these expectations – uh, let's find out right away where we stand so that if we need to make adjustments, we can. But that's going to be a heck of a Friday night game. We're excited to be hosting them. And, yeah, our kids will know right out the gate where we stand. I just I know why it's done, but I just wish you play all your home games on Saturday. Then we could do all your home games. But it still looks like we're going to get four Cardinal Mooney home games on the, uh, the schedule. So I like that you're playing five home games uh, this year. But uh, you'll go on the road for week two. This is a team that came into your place last year, and it was just a shootout. Um, but, uh, but the two guys that dominated the game won't be involved this year. So traveling to uh, Michigan Lutheran Seminary, it's in Saginaw, if anybody doesn't know. Um, that'll be an interesting road game in week two. Yes, it will. That's, that's another one that we've got you know, marked on our calendar. That was a a weird game last year. I know you guys have, have talked about it a lot, um, the, the missed spot. But also, you know, we dropped uh, two punts in our own end right. zone. Um, but it was an absolute track meet. You know, we couldn't stop their quarterback, and, and Brendan obviously was, was still doing big things. So um, it'll be interesting to see how we both shake out. I think we're kind of in the same boat of, you know, we're both losing our, our stud guy, and, and let's see where we show up. How but, has the, the, the kids – have they – accepted the challenge knowing that hey week one last year was parkway christian who's you know usually decent like they're usually flirting with the playoffs but now you're taking on a harbor beach team where their goal before every season is can we get back to ford field we've won a state title in in a recent history can we get back there how do we compete with the top of the top in the state have the kids accepted that challenge of having harbor beach come to town they are, and I think that's one of the best things about having that strong week one is you can push that all off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can guarantee you Harbor Beach is working. How hard are we working to get to where they're at? You know, So um, I let the team know all the time, we've we got a week one challenge that we got to be ready for. Let's make sure that we're putting in all that off-season work. Well, and you know that Beach plays a pretty tough schedule with Ubley. Last year, Cass City was in there 
league. I know you mentioned uh, in your preseason you're going to play Cass City as part of your scrimmages. Uh, uh, seminary obviously made a, a deep run until they ran into Ubley. Um, so these are teams that challenge themselves, and and it's nice to see that you're now a team that is challenging uh, yourselves as well. Because you could put other games on the schedule. You could have a slam dunk 2-0 record, but that doesn't help you as much as it does playing these games, win, lose, or whatever. Absolutely. I think we've seen that with our other sports, right? I mean, you see what baseball and basketball schedules and how that helps them in the postseason. Uh, we're looking to do the same thing. Let's let's challenge ourselves. Let's uh, make sure we're ready for league play. Uh, like I said, we've this was our first year ever winning our league, and you know you can see how much Everest is worried about that. Mm-hmm. They've uh, they've scheduled us for their homecoming again, so they <laughs> clearly don't think that's a, a big deal. So um, let's make sure we're prepared for those games. Well, and you talk about the postseason. With the, with the format that's now not as new, but the way the format shakes out now, even if you lose to Harbor Beach, they go on to have a good season. It helps you more to play Harbor Beach, even if you lose, than beat a 2-7 and seven team at the end of the year. Same with Seminary. And they also might be two teams you might see again come late October, early November. Yeah, I, we were talking before. I, we really thought Harbor Beach was who we were going to play first round of the playoffs last year. Um and so that's again. Let's let's find out. We're going to scrimmage Marlette again. They were our first mm-hmm. round last year. Um, let's see what these teams, you know, that are likely to be in our district. If that's if that's our goal, let's see where we shake out. Marlette hung with you for a little while, and then you guys finally pulled away from them, and it was too much for them to to come back. But they were an interesting team. They were. I, I like a lot of what Marlette's doing out there. They got a really interesting kickoff. Uh, as a special teams guy, I thought, you know, they they basically onside it all the time, but it's very effective. Um, and they got an interesting offense, too. I think it took most of the first quarter for our team to go, okay, this is what's going on. Because, yeah, they scored on their opening drive, and mm-hmm. they, they really chunked up a lot of the first half. But we settled in and, and kind of figured it out. With the postseason, you guys are kind of in a weird spot. And we've seen it with basketball and baseball where sometimes they group you with the thumb. Sometimes you go north, you're playing the Harbor Beaches, the Ubleys, the Marlettes of the world. And sometimes you're playing those small Detroit schools that no one's really ever heard of. You'll be in with like Detroit Cristo Ray or Lutheran Northwest. Is it hard for you as a coach? I know no coach will usually admit to this, but before the season, you kind of plan and see where you could go in the postseason. You're just kind of this amoeba that can go east uh, or go west, go north, go south, and you don't really know. Heck, you didn't even know until Selection Sunday where you were going this past year. Yeah, it's almost a blessing, honestly, because for the last two years, we've been fortunate enough to be planning to be in the playoffs, and you know, so you're looking at snooze to you and all that. Where are we going to be? And I think it's proven out that nobody knows where we're going to end up because it always changes, and we always end up in a random spot. Um, so I think it's good for me now in my first year as a head coach that we don't need to worry about that. Let's just get in there and, and we'll play who we play. Um, because yeah, we do, we go anywhere and everywhere and, uh, either way, we just got to be prepared for whatever teams on the other side. Uh, well, it's, it's tough because where you're located, there really isn't anybody else in your division that's close to you. So either they can stretch you up to the thumb, like Brady said, send you South. Sometimes you guys end up going out Pontiac way and, and playing teams out there. So you don't know where you're, you're going, but the important part is is you now think you can get there and should get there every year. 
Yeah, absolutely. That, like I said many times already, expectations. That what we strive for uh, in this, you know, as our team, we, we we strive to have that expectation on our back, and you know, finishing off a lot of the things that we didn't get done. We talked earlier about a lot of the check marks we have. We still haven't won a prep bowl. We still haven't won a district championship. There's a lot of things that if we want to get to those, we got to have a lot of success along the way. So um, we're really grinding right now. I mean, these are things that we hope to have the, the problem of wondering where we're going to be for the first round of the playoffs. Let, let's talk about your league because part of getting to and winning a prep bowl is winning your league. You were able to win your league last year, and that meant you were able to beat Everest for the first time. How does the league stack up? It's Shrine, Lakes, Everest, Cabrini, and Liggett with you guys. Where do you feel you fit in here preseason? Yeah, I think uh, New Year, same story, right? I think it always begins and ends with Everest. Um, you know, they've lost three league games ever. <laughs> um, they are the gold standard of intersectional two, and while we beat them once, they sure got revenge on us when, when we would have liked to have won that one too, so... Um, I'm sure they feel that they're right back where they need to be after that playoff win. Obviously, they had a deep playoff run. Um, so, yeah, it starts and ends with Everest, um, and then the rest of us are, are clawing to get up there. I know you know, we have myself as a new head coach. Um, Shrine has a new head coach. Um, Liggett has a new head coach. So there's a lot of change up that who knows what, what those teams are going to do. Are they going to change things up a lot? Who knows? They were young teams. Lakes was young. Uh, Shrine was young. So we'll see. We'll see how they grow with us. And, yeah, it all, it all runs through Everest. And I know Everest obviously is always going to be near the top. Until so they prove without a doubt they're not, they're going to be usually the pick to win. But I also feel like there's a lot of volatility with the smaller division schools where you just get a few kids that come in and make a big difference, something that no one's really expecting. Lakes gets a couple kids in or, or Liggett gets a couple kids to come out or come in to play. And all of a sudden, they're big-time contenders. Do you know a lot about the, the roster makeup of these teams or is it really by about week three you go, okay, this is what it looks like they have this year? I think it depends year to year. I, I, you mentioned basically exactly what happened to us, right? You get right. a kid like a Brendan Hazen leader, and now we're contending, and that makes all the other kids better, right? right. And so what we there was young kids on Shrine, and what, what we don't know is were those kids getting better in the offseason? Were they pushing right. the rest of the kids? Because that's what happened with us. So while we know the makeup, I can't tell you. The last thing, last proof I have is from October of last year. So knowing how those kids have progressed since then, we're not sure, but um, as far as the makeup of the teams, you know, Everest is good year in, year out, and they seem to reload every year no matter what. So, And and some programs have been struggling, but like you said, you really can't take last year's record when they're all freshmen and sophomore. You know that by just the fact that they've got experience, they should be better teams. Right, and you also got to look at injuries, too, and, and kids that weren't eligible. I know when we played Shrine, uh, they had a really good tailback who wasn't able to play that game. Um, how do those things affect the makeup of the game? So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it week by week, and once we start getting film on, on how they look now, um, we'll go from there. And Everest is an interesting one because it feels like it doesn't matter what sport you play them in. It's a rivalry because you're both usually pretty good at most sports. And some rivalries are geographic, and sometimes it's just when you're 
really good, both really good for a while that you just meet in a lot of things. It seems like Mooney and Everest have played in the regionals in basketball every year that we've done this. And in baseball, it seems like they meet at uh, more often than not. Is it just a school-wide rivalry with Everest at this point? Yeah, I think so. And I think each team has a, a separate rival, right? Um, you know, But regardless, yeah, Everest has been successful in a lot of the sports, and that's what we want to be as well. So, mm. um, I think on the football side, it was kind of a one-sided rivalry. They were our rival. I don't think Everest gave us a second thought right. until this year. So, um, I hope so. I hope they're starting to think of us as a rival. That'd be great. You know, uh, when you continually play the same people for in important games, for league titles, for, uh, in playoff games, that kind of builds the rivalry for you. Uh, there's two ways you have rivals. That way and then the other way is when a team is constantly kicking your butt, you, you hold a grudge and they become a rival. Right. Yeah. And, and like you said, absolutely, whether it's boys or girls sports, um, Everest has, has been a rival for almost every team in our in our school. So um, that's a great thing to have. And, and I hope it continues. Well, and your league has stayed mostly the same throughout the years, too. I mean, I know Liggett's come down and there's been a little bit of movement, but Foley. It, yeah, fully you. But you've had really mostly the same in the I-2 for the last, well, basically your entire tenure. Yep. So while Everest is just a natural rival because usually the best teams are most teams' rivals, I mean, it feels like Shrine, just because of what Dennis said, hadn't beaten them in so long, that becomes a chip on your shoulder. Now you're playing Lakes all the time. Now you're starting to take it to Lakes. So maybe you flip the script there. You're seeing a lot of the same faces. I can't imagine there aren't many games in the in the league that you don't get up and get excited for. Absolutely, and that goes back to my time playing. If mm-hmm. you ask me, it's Lakes, right? I mean, Lakes ended my football career when I was a player. Um, so coming back, I mean, that was my game as an assistant with, with all those guys, letting them know the, you know, the history of us and Lakes. And, yeah, it was mostly Lakes because back then they were a you know state title contender. Um, so, yeah, you, you talk about Lakes. You talked about Shrine. We've beaten them. What are we, 2-18 and now, 2-17 and now? Yeah. Um, there's plenty. 1-0 in your last one. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> there's plenty to go in that. Um, but, again, these are a lot of, unfortunately for us, one-sided rivalries because the way Division Eight has, has formed, right, back when I was playing – Shrine and Lakes was a crossover. They were mm. bigger schools. We were playing St. Clement. and you know. I was just about to ask, how many schools yeah. did you play that don't exist there's, anymore? There's not too many. And I mean, yeah. you got Taylor Light in Life. Yep. Play them. Is, is Urban Lutheran still a school? Uh, no, nope. I don't think I don't, so. They're not. So you actually have more than most, but uh, yeah, there's some. Old, is Old Redford still open? Because that was on your schedule back when you played. I don't uh, think so. I don't think they are either. If they are, they don't. I don't think they have a football program. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was just – oh, the year after Zoe Christian. Yep. Just just looking back, some of the names make yeah. me laugh. Not to age you at – Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, – I remember all those schools, so don't feel bad. Yeah, so it, it's, in a way, it's the new rivalries for those schools, I right. feel like, right? For us and for me, it's, it's deep-seated, but uh, – you know, football now being on the map after being gone for so long, it's it's nice to think that maybe some teams are thinking about us. So your senior season was 2004, correct? Yes. So you as a player experienced the flip because in 03 you went 1-8. and 04, you're making the playoffs and you go 6-3 and three and turn around with basically a uh, little bit of a change in the schedule, but still mostly a lot of the same teams. So 
how does it help you as a coach to see the turnaround now as it did when you were a player and you 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 lived it on the field with the helmet on? Yeah, so there's a couple of things to that. When I came into the program, if you look at like the late 90s, real early 2000, I mean, Cardin Mooney football was 9 and 0 every year mm. beating up on these smaller schools and Cardin Mooney football had a, a real tradition. And then we got in there and because of that tradition uh, we got moved up a little bit. And mm-hmm. so that that's that 03 year where we kind of got beat up on. Um, but I think that also made us realize how much more we had to work, mm-hmm. right? And then put in the work to be what those teams ahead of us were. And so that to me as a coach, I don't think anyone's ever going to look back at the 2023 football season and say, oh, that was Coach Killian's first year. You know, 15 right. years from now, nobody's going to care about Coach Killian, right? And I try to tell that to the kids. It's It's all about you. Um, mm-hmm. There were so many times last year where we dialed up a play call and went, oh, man, there's nothing there. And then Brendan, you know, breaks four kids' right. ankles, scores an 80-yard touchdown, and we look like geniuses. <laughs> there's even more plays where we dial it up and go, oh, that hole's there. This is going to be a home run. Right. Kid misses a block. It's a two-yard loss. It's, to me, it's all about the Jimmys and Joes, right? Right. They're going to be the ones that decide, you know, if they work harder, if they get stronger in the offseason, they're going to make me look really smart. And if we come out expecting to just walk all over teams, you know, we're going to get punched in the mouth and and we're going to see, you know, what it really looks like when you're not putting the work in. So I think that's what I learned, because when I look back on on my high school career, that's kind of where we figured that out. Right. It's on us. We have to be the ones to buy in, to put in the work and to prove it out. You can have the best game plan in the world. Right. In fact, I'll I'll tell you an old story about um, back in 2017, uh, we were playing a team. And it was the easiest scouting job I've ever seen. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it being a young coach, right? I was right. like, are you seeing this, what I'm seeing? It was like, if they're in this formation, this is the play. I know it. Like it, it and right. So we get to the game, and I'm fired up because we've been getting beat up on for two years. And we have the execution. It's there. And our, our guys just didn't have it yet, right? They, just, right? they weren't ready to take that on. And so we got trounced. Um, we had a great game plan. I can guarantee you that. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, the guy's got to want it. And we have that now, and, and, and so now it's on us uh, to put the game plan in place, um, you know, for them to be successful. Well, we were talking earlier how uh, when, when you came back, there was like 17 kids, and now you're up to 44 kids. Uh, I mean, it got so bad, and, and it's not that long ago. It's about 10 years ago where actually for three years, Mooney had to go eight-man football. But now the interest is is really back, and, and you guys are in really good shape, too. Now we're sitting here scratching our heads going, hmm, can we get JV out of this? Yeah, it, these are, like we said, great problems to have. Um, and I think we've mentioned before, I, I do think we're the only school that's come out of eight-man, that have gone I, to it. And there come might out. be one or two that have done it in the last couple years. Okay. Because I think what Genesee is doing it yeah, this Genesee's year. Yeah, Genesee's doing it this year, which okay. I can't believe. Cause... But I think, yeah, there's there's probably count on one hand how many schools right. have come back from eight-man football. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that, especially in our area, just because, you know, small school-wise, there's there's not a whole lot out there anymore right. playing 11-man football. Um, so, yeah, you know, Going into this offseason, we're looking at, you know, we got to order new helmets because we only have 40 helmets. You know, right. In 2016, we were like, what are we going to do with 40 helmets? You know, now I need <laughs> six extra helmets. Everyone gets two. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, we hope to have the ability to, to get some JV games on the schedule. Again, talking about teams in the area, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of schools our size that have the numbers we have. So looking at bigger schools of, of how we can 
you know, get those games on the schedule. But um, like I said, success breeds interest. And, and if we can have another good year, um, you know, we have 15 seniors. I've got, I've got 14 freshmen. And if we can continue having 14 freshmen, we'll, we'll definitely have a JV soon. And I think something that a lot of programs in the smaller schools that struggle, a lot of times they go, well, there's talent in the hallways. Like we have kids within our walls that can help us. It's just getting the interest. It seems like the interest part is taking care of itself now. If you can make it a self-sustaining machine, then we'll be talking about the positive streaks that Mooney's made the playoffs so many years in a row. They've competed for a, they finished first or second or competed for a prep bowl, won a prep bowl so many years in a row, and finally start getting to those higher check marks that you can get to. Absolutely, and there's there's still kids in the hallway. So if they're listening to this, mm. there's still time to come out for football because we'd love to have more. All right, you got anything I, else? I, for I Coach? don't have anything else. Good luck against Harbor Beach, and thanks for kicking off our. Uh, being our first coaches interview for the summer. Uh, congratulations again on getting the job, being the, the head coach at your alma mater. Appreciate you guys taking the time. And again, thank you for all that we do or for you do for us. And uh, congratulations to you guys on your uh, million uh, listens. That's amazing. So keep up the great work. Well, a lot of that are Mooney people yeah. uh, too. Uh, we, we've we've kind of adopted you as as our our school because we get you on Saturdays. You're the only game in town most Saturdays, mm-hmm. so we we get you there. Uh, Mike drug me out to Kalamazoo Hackett this year, <laughs> uh, and he's already talking about the trip for next year, right? And, and me going because he thinks I'm good luck. I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun uh, with uh, Cardinal Mooney uh, sports, of course. Kenny Semmelsberger was a longtime buddy of mine, and now uh, Mr. Mon is uh, in there as AD, and uh, I've been following him as a softball coach for longer than he probably wants me to say. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a lot of friends at Mooney, uh, and as long as you uh, consistently beat Bishop Foley at stuff, <laughs> you guys are, are my school of choice. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, thanks for coming, Coach. Thank you. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.